Hello, and thank you for listening into this podcast episode, giving you an update on some of the key correlations in sulfur pricing at the beginning of 2023. I'm Maria Mosquera. I'm the editor of Argus Sulfur. Some of the key correlations with the sulfur price evolution over the fourth quarter of last year and the first quarter of 23 have been the relationship between sulfur and other raw material prices and phosphate fertilizer, DAP and MAP pricing. During the third and fourth quarters of 22, DAP prices were on a gentle downward slope from the peak seen in the second quarter, whereas sulfur prices dropped very sharply at this point. The sharp drop was followed in the fourth quarter by a rebound in the sulfur space, going against the opposite trend in DAP pricing. This was to an extent explained by the drop having been so sharp that margin was still left for fertilizer producers, leaving space for sulfur pricing to rebound. By the very end of the year and in early 2023, we've seen a correlation return to the price dynamics of these products, as is more usual. Particularly evident in the east of Suez markets, looking at imported pricing for DAP and raw materials, sulfur, sulfuric acid and ammonia on CFI India basis, it's clear that sulfur saw the most volatility in the second half of last year and a softening in the ammonia price in the fourth quarter after ammonia pricing also peaking in the aftermath of the Russia-Ukraine conflict, cutting off a substantial supply source. Ammonia prices coming off also reduced production costs for fertilizer producers and allowed sulfur pricing to recover despite DAP pricing also weakening. Sulfuric acid pricing also saw subsequent smaller drop following the steep dip in sulfur prices. And at the beginning of this year, the relationships are now more aligned again in a similar trend of differing levels of softness. Now, looking at the Chinese market in particular, another correlation is the port product inventory that's often been seen as a signal for price direction. A dip in port inventory levels has sparked a rise in delivered pricing, and a high level of inventory has signaled a low level of buying interest from Chinese buyers, with negative implications for the global market price of the product. However, a combination of factors is beginning to change this dynamic and the effect is evident in late 22 as well as early this year in these two pricing trends. Once the Chinese government's phosphate fertilizer export restriction or customs inspections bringing down the operating rates of fertilizer producers that's prevented them from exporting as much finished fertilizer products as they would have otherwise done without government intervention. This has had the impact on sulfur raw material port stocks being consumed at a lower pace and subduing import demand. As such, the usual calculations on seasonal demand levels and how long stock will last and when the next buying round will be sparked have been off. Secondly, the growing number of refinery expansions in China has meant that sulfur buyers now have increasing volumes of local sulfur production on a regular basis, where a dip in the level of inventory at port doesn't spark the same concern in buyers it would have historically done. Over 2022, new refining capacity and production came on stream, with more expected in the first quarter of this year and throughout the year. This is likely to further reduce import demand from Chinese buyers and reduce correlation between lower sulfur stocks and delivered pricing moving in opposite trends, at the very least lowering the level at which an upward rally can reasonably be expected. Another key correlation in the Chinese market is the local RMB-based price of river port stocks sold in small quantities to local consumers, and sometimes between traders, to the CFR import price for larger shipments procured from offshore. 
there's a broad correlation between these markets, with some importers also having the option to warehouse product at a river port where CFR pricing is lower in comparison, and sell tons in smaller lots over a period of time in local currency, where this is deemed as more profitable. Some differentials between these prices arise from South buyers not as easily accessing river inventory, with the larger South consumer often finding it easier to book a larger import cargo than buy small quantities and paying shipment costs from one domestic port to another. Additionally, with small quantities traded in the river market in parcels of a few thousand tons only, sometimes the pricing dynamic can be more volatile than in the trade of larger import shipments due to higher liquidity, and sometimes buyers may be willing to buy small hand-to-mouth volumes at a higher price, or traders even exchanging volumes more easily with each other on these small quantities. Similarly, this can also dip pricing below delivered import tons levels rapidly with the increased volatility in this market. Finally, remaining in the east of Suez region, there's a correlation between delivered markets and the pricing level payable for buyers in some different markets due to structural market factors. Buyers in China, Southeast Asia and India While these markets are all for the largest part supplied from mainstream Middle East sources, there are some differences that impact on delivered pricing levels in the different markets. For the major fertilizer producers in the east coast of India, outside of local production, the main option for products imports is the Middle East mainstream supply. And while freight levels are lower than perhaps for China or Southeast Asian markets such as Indonesia, a lack of options on origin and a preference for prompt spot deliveries tend to lift CFR price levels. Having said this, uh, the most recent trend in India has been mainly for contracted arrivals and spot demand has been fairly subdued in the last couple of months and so far in the early 2023. In China, while freight costs are higher, more supply options are available with sanctioned origin products such as Iranian tons or Turkmen products shipped from an Iranian port are an additional lower cost option, increasing flexibility for some buyers and subduing the price dynamics. Over 2023, more Russian tons could also perhaps be delivered to China as a logical alternative to closer markets such as Egypt for Russian origin product, providing another lower priced alternative origin for Chinese buyers where some other markets might not be able to make use of that origin while sanctions are in place. In Southeast Asia, the growing Indonesian demand is likely to lead to some more contracted arrangements perhaps going forward. With the metals-led demand growth there we've seen over last year and the continuing growth we expect to see over 2023 as well, meaning CFR pricing has risen to a premium at times as several buyers have been stocking up in the spot market for fairly prompt tons. And a potential move towards some contracted supply would serve to reduce the volatility in pricing as demand becomes more predictable and established when the new operations ramp up and start stabilizing their production levels. These are some of the key sulfur price correlations very briefly. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Don't forget you can download a concise slide deck with content and insights related to the topics we've covered in this podcast, and it's available through a link on the Argus podcast webpage. For more information about our sulfur price reporting and outlook services and other related services, please visit our website at www.argusmedia.com/fertilizers. Thank you very much.